All right, so we'll continue the show here. And, uh, of course, recently the issue of depression has really been part of the national conversation due to uh, some of the things that we've been seeing, whether it's social media, people talking about the seriousness of depression. There was also the issue of, you know, the the young 15-year-old Lufuno Mavunga uh, who took her life and people also talking about um, the issue of depression there. But let's really try and understand what depression is and some of the chemical imbalances that also contribute to depression. Dr. Kama Kosi is a senior lecturer in the Department of Psychiatry and Mental Health at the University of Cape Town, where he heads the Division of General Adult Psychiatry. Dr. Kosi, good morning and thank you for your time. Um, good morning, Kathy, and thank you for having me. Sure. What is depression? So... Depression, it's, it's, it's a group of um, mental disorders mm. um, that people can get. And, you know, when we talk of depression, what we're talking about is, is a change from someone's normal um, feelings. And with this change, they feel in a different way um, every day, most of the day for a long time. And with that, you know, they might feel sad. They might feel joyless and then will have a host of other different symptoms. Mm. But How, the important yeah. thing is that it's a change from, from what you normally feel. How do we differentiate that change from what one might normally feel from either having a bad day or going through a bad period in one's life and having that translate into being depression? What is the difference? Yes, so that's that's a good, very good question. So, so all of us in our lives will will feel down, you know, feeling sadness, feeling down. It's a normal part of of, of being a human being. Um, what's important is that we are not supposed to feel down every day, most of the day, for a long time. And also, when we do feel down, you know, when we normally feel down, we're able to continue doing our day-to-day life. So we're able to continue being parents, we're able to continue being friends, we're able to continue, you know, being employees. But when someone has a clinical depression, you know, they feel sad or joyless with all these other symptoms every day, and they're not able to to carry on doing what they usually do on a day-to-day basis. How is depression diagnosed? So, so depression is diagnosed by speaking to someone. Mm. So there's no specific blood test that we do. There's no specific um, imaging or scans that we do. You know, we have to diagnose depression on talking to someone and, and getting a, a good, clear, detailed history of what they've been experiencing. Mm. You described the fact that um, for some people who are depressed, they would be unable to continue with some of their daily activities. Are there people who suffer from depression but are still able to be functional in other areas of their lives? Yes. So, so when, I, when I say not able, um, I must explain. So what I mean by not able 
is that people are not able to perform in the usual way that they be able to perform. Mm. For an example, you know, the, if, if it's, I want to give the example of running. You know, if someone was running on tar and someone was running on sand, you know, we would all run the same distance, but the effort we'd put in and the times that we would run would be very different if we were running on sand. So for, for a lot of people, you know, they're able to function, but it's taking a lot of their energy mm. and it's taking a lot of time for them to do things that are, are relatively easy for them and things that they usually do mm. without a second thought. Mm, mm. And, you know, the, the, the thing about the, the period that we've been in, um, especially with, with, with COVID-19 and how it has just fundamentally changed the world that we live in, is that a lot of people are finding a lot of things so much harder um, you know, and and that's as a result of of multiple issues, really. Um, does that necessarily mean that if I'm struggling with getting by in my own life right now versus what I was before this pandemic, it's likely that I could be depressed? I would say that it's it's definitely very possible that you could be depressed. And I think that if, if, if someone is feeling that way, it would be important to, to speak to a trained health professional um, to discuss that. Because, you know, the pandemic, it's, I mean, it's changed everyone's lives mm. and it's caused um, different kinds of stresses, which we know can, can precipitate a depression in someone who's depressed. So we've all experienced loss, um, loss in different ways, you know, loss of loved ones, loss of our own health, loss of jobs, you know, loss of, 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 of um, other things. So I think you, this time um, is a particularly stressful time. Mm. And if someone is noticing a change, I think they should speak to a mental health professional. Um, because the problems with depression is that for a lot of people, people aren't aware that they're depressed. Mm. And, and they, they muddle through. You know, people will muddle through for many months. And in their muddling through, uh, people are going to try and, and help themselves. And people are going to end up um, self-medicating mm. um, and using, you know, medications and substances um, which end up causing harm. So what we often see is that people can't sleep, people find social situations difficult, so they end up drinking a lot more and then they have a secondary alcohol problem. Or people have headaches, you know, they, they're feeling pain all the time. They end up taking a lot of painkillers mm-hmm. and they end up having addiction to painkillers. Um, and, and, and very often we also find that people misuse sleeping tablets, people misuse allergy tablets. So it's important to... If you're finding that you know that's what you're doing, you mm. you're trying to help yourself, um, you, rather actually speak to someone and make sure that you get proper treatment. Mm. 
I'm in conversation with Dr. Kama Korsi, and um, he is the head of the Division of General Adult Psychiatry at the University of Cape Town. Uh, in a moment, of course, we'll also be taking some of your calls and, uh, you know, hearing some of your personal stories and perhaps even questions that you have for Dr. Korsi. What has been your experience with depression and uh, whether it has been you directly affected or whether it has been people around you that you think are struggling from depression and you'd like some advice on how to deal with those situations uh, the number to use is 011-714-2006 on the SMS line 41391 and on WhatsApp it's 614 104107 you can also uh, send those messages to on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there is SFM Talking Point. And I'll be continuing the conversation with Dr. Corsi after this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. We continue with our health talk for today and we're focusing on depression. Uh, Dr. Dr. Kama Kosi is leading the conversation for us today. Uh, Dr. Kosi, I want us to maybe speak about some of the more prevalent types of depression that we find in particular in, in South Africa. I know that the list can be a bit long, but maybe we can just deal with some of the top five uh, strains of depression that we find uh, people struggling with. Okay. So, so look, I mean, first off is that people can get a depression from medical problems. So someone might have a, a, a severe um, anemia or problems with their thyroid, for example. Um, so we always have to exclude medical things before we say that this is of psychological origin and that, you know, we need to go the psychiatry or psychology route. Um, so that's the first thing. We, we must exclude treatable medical problems. The, the second most common cause for depression um, would be someone who's misusing substances. So in South Africa, in our context, um, alcohol in particular, as well as cannabis. Um, those two substances are, are, are a problem in, in our society, and they are linked with causing depression directly. And then we have the, the other mental health disorders. So, so a major depressive disorder where people get um, recurrent episodes of depression. So someone might be depressed now um, for a few months and then recover fully, be fine for many, many years. And at some point again in their life, they might get another episode of depression. So that is major depressive disorder. A group of people also have what we call a bipolar depression where over different periods in their life, they might feel very down for a very long period, um, what we call depression. And at other times in their lives, they might be overly energetic, overly happy, um, or overly irritable for a long time, um, which would call mania or hypomania. So that would be what we call bipolar depression. And then the last big group of, of depression that we would find is depression 
that is associated with what we call psychotic symptoms. So people who have odd beliefs, people who have strange ways of communicating, uh, people who have odd behaviors that are, are not normal for them, um, and people who might, who, who might have um, um, be experiencing uh, voices, what we call hallucinations, or seeing things, um, what we call visions. So, so those would be the big group of disorders. But I want to stress again that you know the medical things are important to to exclude upfront. Do you often find that there are people who are suffering from depression, but that it's being it's being triggered by other underlying illnesses? Yes. So, so having um, illnesses, um, especially chronic illnesses. Mm can predispose one to getting depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so having medical chronic illnesses um, such as diabetes, um, such as cardiovascular disease, um, such as HIV, um, such as COVID, you know, those illnesses certainly predispose one um, to getting depressed. Also, having other uh, mental health illnesses also predisposes one to getting depressed. Mm. So and people who are anxious and have anxiety disorders um, and people who have, have um, what we call cognitive disorders, so people who, are, who have what we call a dementia and are very, very forgetful. You know, so so also there's mental health disorders that can predispose one to getting depressed. All right. Th- thanks for that, uh, Dr. Kosi, and, and for breaking it down for us. Let me take a few callers. Of course, we're edging towards 11.30. But Colin in Cape Town, no surprises, Colin. This is your favorite segment. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Doctor. <laughs> Good morning, um, Colin. Let's start from the beginning. Children. Uh, diagnosing children with depression. Especially, I've noticed in my grown-up days, and we discovered one of the children was badly depressed. When we used to play, then he never used to join us, always sit one way and, and, and do his own little thing on the other side, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that, that could be a sign also, and we discovered it was depression when his mom took in those years. I'm talking about 50-odd years ago. And uh, I would like to know, is, has a survey ever been done? Because if you, if you uh, 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 listen to what's going on in, in our country and things like that, people listening to the bad news on the radio, the TV, uh, you, you feel so down and out once you walk away. You feel so depressed and things like that. And there is depression amongst the elderly who are most times alone in the old age home, no visitors, they're at home alone, their families, their children ignore them. Uh, Won't the depression set into those elderly people also? I'll listen on the radio. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Colin. Uh, Dr. Kosi, do you want to maybe briefly respond to that for me? Yes. Um, So so, so I think, Colin, I think the first thing I'd want to say is that um, we need to have an understanding of what causes depression. And there is very rarely ever a single cause for depression. Um, What we talk about in mental health is a stress diathesis model, which says that some people 
are biologically very vulnerable to getting depressed. So some people, there's a strong family history of depression. They have a parent or a sibling that has depression. And in those people, they're much more likely to get depressed than someone who doesn't have depression in their family. Mm. The second thing is that we know that stress, whether whatever kinds of stress, can also trigger depression. Dr. Corsi, so, I'm, I'm going to just interrupt you there because it's, it's an important issue and I don't want you to, I don't want to rush you on it. It's 11.30. I'm going to go to the latest news headlines with Utsile Sako and Dr. Corsi will continue. I'll also be taking your calls. Pastor Dumat Golani, I see you all. I'll come to you after this. Here, there and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 105.7 FM in Cape Town. We're in conversation with Dr. Kama Korsi, who is um, the head of the Division of General Adult Psychiatry. And we're talking about depression today. And, uh, you know, basically you can call in and ask some questions. Uh, We've already addressed some of the causes of depression, the different types of depression that are more prevalent in South Africa. And, you know, also some of the the, the treatment options. And we'll we'll explore some of those treatment options uh, in more detail over the next half hour the number to use to be part of this conversation is 011-714-2006 on the whatsapp line it's 0614-104-107 dr Corsi, you were still talking about the causal factors of uh, depression and you were hitting on the issue of stress yes uh, so it, so depression is never caused by one thing, mm. um, and it, it, it's an interplay between stress um, and also biology. And uh, and in both children and in the older ages and in much in you know in our, in our elderly population, um, they can also get depressed. So children can get depressed, and children do get depressed. Mm. And in children. They may not be able to um, verbalize their feelings. So children might not be able to say what it is that they feel, but their behaviors may change. So they may become more withdrawn. They may become more irritable. They may not sleep as well. They may not eat as well. And they may complain of of pain um, repeatedly. So stomach aches all the time, headaches all the time. And, you know, we should have a suspicion that this could be depression. Um, so children certainly get depressed. Mm. I think that in the elderly, um, the elderly are particularly vulnerable to getting depression because they also tend to have more medical illnesses as well. So, you know, a lot of our elderly population might have arthritis, they might have diabetes, hypertension, they might have had strokes. And those illnesses would predispose them um, to getting depressed. And also socially, um, you know, they may be losing partners, they may be losing siblings, and and those social stresses can can also make people depressed. Mm. So so children do get depressed. You know, elderly population get depressed. Um, So anyone essentially can get depressed. All right. Let me go to the phone lines. Pastor Duma, you're calling us from Durban. Good morning. 
Good morning, Kathy. As mm-hmm. a pastor, most of the times we get accused of uh, preaching. When I put a point, I'm not going to be preaching. Thank you, Dr. Coffey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pastor Duma. It's a disclaimer. No, nobody accused you of anything. Calm down. Calm down. Go it's for it. It's a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not going to preach. Um, Dr. Coffey, thank you very much for, uh, for, the, for the program. It's very informative. I, I lost my dad. I'm going to be quick. I lost my dad when I was 13. I lost my mom when I was 20. I lost my brother um, when I was 22. I lost my other brother when I was, um, my twin sister when I was 38. I lost my other brother when I was 40. In within all that time, I remember clearly, uh, I'm, I'm not, especially my father, I never uh, mourned or, you know, shed tears for my father. And in life, when these things start hitting you, you're not aware of what happened. You might have kept stuff in yourself. And all these things build up in between. David in the Bible says, uh, the spirit of heaviness is gone from me. So heaviness would be at work. Heaviness would be at home, maybe financially, materially, physically. All those things as a factor because I was in the sales game or in the sales industry uh, as a sales executive. When the orders are not coming in, when the, when, the, when, the, when the sales are not coming through, the manager is coming on your case all the time. All that combined, at home combined, the spirit of heaviness on me, all this with my dad and everybody gone by, all these things coming together, twice I, what do you call this, uh, attempted suicide, mm-hmm. uh, but somehow... By the grace of the Lord, I've been able to pull through and find myself. It's just a miracle that I have been able to find myself, having gone through all what I've gone through. And I know there's a lot of people that go through such pressures in life. Mm. I'll listen on the radio. Oh, Pastor Duma, thank you so much for, for sharing you. that story and, and for sharing your experience with us. Let me go to Tolan in the Eastern Cape. Tolan, good morning. Hi, Kathy. I'm glad I'm speaking after this, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would like to ask the doc to just maybe give clarity, is it hereditary? Because if it is, in, term, in terms of depression, that is from parents to or anybody within the family that I have, maybe the so what the pastor was talking about, the issues of someone thinking about uh, committing suicide could result in, in those instances. But going forward, uh, if it is, then maybe the social de- uh, the development, that social de- uh, department, mm. in terms of understanding the, which is the link between that department and the department that normally issues like your death certificates that follows up on what has happened so that there could be that kind of help on the families that are asso- that were linked or associated with someone who happened to have lost his or her life due mm, to depression. Mm, mm. I, uh, I see, um, I see, I see the point that you're making, Kolani, and uh, Dr. Kosi will respond to it. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Mm, sure. All right. Let me quickly go to Johannesburg. Rebecca, good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Rebecca? I'm good. Thank you. Thank mm. you for um, giving me this opportunity to share. Um, this concern that I have. Mm. I've got my sister, I think early this year. She started uh, becoming aged when she feed the red meat before when it's not cooked. From there, she will uh, now um, 
talking about that she's getting married. She's not married yet. And immediately when we entered, because they called me that to tell me that uh, she's acting very um, funny. Mm. Immediately when we enter and she was just smiling, oh, you came, oh, I am not even back, and all those things. Like somebody who's waiting for people who are coming to, um, for her lobola or something. Mm. While looking at that, now she's telling us about the, uh, the past people have done her wrong from school, from primary, people were writing her in the, you know, the, you know, the list of talking. Yes. yes she mentioning yes. those people who were mm. writing her names her mm-hmm. name, even when she's not talking and um, like blaming us as well. I've done this to her because I'm older. Uh, I'm the second eldest in the family and you were doing this to me. You, you used to do this to me and maybe talking about my elder sister. You know, you're talking about the past. Then when we, while we're listening to that, at night when she's sleeping, she will be sending the message, help, help. Then when we look at the message, when you ask her what's going on, maybe the following day, she said she saw herself inside the, the, the cage. Mm. She was locked inside the cage. And there were two um, groups of people, the Christians and the Zangomas, and others, they, they will say um, she belongs to them and, you know, like pulling like that um, uh, about her. And mm. then she said, um, and I know that I'm not a Zangoma, da, 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 and I'm a Christian, and I don't know what the Zangoma doing there to me. And I was so much devastated because of I was asking myself what's happening to my sister because of she's a prayer warrior. Repeat, now, yeah. after what the doctor has just said, mm. he mentioned two um, um, kinds of uh, depression, bipolar and the hypochotic symptoms. Mm. But Rebecca, when I look at her, she... Sorry? So, sorry to come in there. I'm, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. Uh, we'll continue with your story after this quick break. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're continuing the conversation on The Talking Point, and for our health talk today, we're looking at depression. Dr. Kamakosi is our expert, and he's with uh, the he's the head of the Division of General Adult Psychiatry. Rebecca, you are still telling us about your sister and the concerns that, that you have for her. Yes. Now, um, Doctor mentioned the bipolar uh, depression, um, and the other one it is psychotic uh, symptoms. Mm-hmm. But when I look at them, she's sharing both of them because of she's very much energetic. She doesn't want people to sit um, without cleaning the house, and um, she um, very much uh, sensitive. When you talk to her, she's quickly to conclude that you you mean this, you know, even if we don't say you don't say that. Mm. And I was in the edge of um, taking her son back to her because of I thought maybe she's now healed, and she was just being disrespectful. So I just what I'm trying to understand her so that I cannot take this decision that I'm about to take, mm. taking her son back to her, and maybe register her, uh, the son to the school closer to her because of she's been disrespectful and all saying all those funny things about the past and you know. So I'm trying to understand her and not taking that uh, this decision that I want to take. And um, because of when she's, dis- she's uh, depressed, she's um, talking about the religions, both religions. Like, mm. um, she'll um, discuss about the Zangoma things, of which is the deity thing, whatever. And she will talk about Christianity, of which she feels that she's a very prayer warrior, uh, 
I'm also a born again Christian, but she will tell me that I'm not prayerful. That's why I'm talking like, you know, all those funny oh. things. Right. So I just, I'm mm-hmm. crying to doctor so that I want to understand her. I'm crying to, uh, to, to understand her so that I mustn't take her son back to her. Because I took this child because I had compassion to the son. He's only nine years old. I took the son to take care of the son. Mm-hmm. But I felt that I don't want to discuss anything with her. I don't want to see her anywhere closer to me because of uh, her behavior. Right. But maybe if I can understand, I will just change my mind. Dr. Kosi? Mm. Yeah. So, so um, I think let, let me start by just um, responding to Rebecca's worries. Yes, yes, you can. And then we'll address the others after Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 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 Rebecca, I think the fact that you are calling and that you're concerned, I think that, that, that means that this is something serious. And yeah. I think that you, you are saying that, you know, there's something not usual going on here. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to, my, my recommendation is that you, you, you give that feedback to your sister um, and you involve family if you need, you need to, um, and that she goes for a proper um, assessment. So I said earlier that, you know, there are medical things that can cause mental health problems. And it would be important that the medical things be looked for um, and, you know, excluded or treated if they are there. And, mm. and secondly, you know, with this illnesses such as depression, um, you know, there are complications. So people can end up hurting themselves. So, you know, a, a lot of people do commit suicide and we wouldn't want her to hurt herself. We also know that a lot of people may end up hurting other people, um, you know, so, so you know, we'd, we'd want to be safe. So my advice would be for you to seek help and urge her to go to a mental health professional. And if she refuses, I would urge you to go speak to a mental health professional and for you to get advice about what to do next. Because in South Africa, we have a law called the Mental Health Care Act which says that when people are mentally unwell and when people are a risk to themselves or to other people, um, that they can be treated for their mental health problem against their, their will. So, but mm. the first port of call is always try to convince someone to get help. Okay. So that would be my, my advice. All right. Th- th- All thank right. you. Thank th- you so much. Th- thank you so much, Dr. Kosi. Um, I've got Rock and Bronwyn also still holding on the line, but maybe just uh, a minute or two for you to respond yes. to Yes, can Polani. I respond to, to yes. Pastor Duma and Polani? Yes, because yes, they, they, yes. their comments are both linked. Mm. So I think that faith is important. You know, faith is very important. Cultural beliefs are important. And we, we know this in mental health. We know that depression is an interplay between the biology and what's happening um, psychologically and socially. So, so people who don't have um, social support, people who don't have religious support, people who don't have cultural support are more likely to get depressed. And, and, and if they are depressed, they're more likely to have um, bad outcomes from their depression. So, you know, so, so faith is important, you know. Cultural mm. beliefs are important, mm. and they're not separate. You know, we're not saying go the medical route only. It's important to incorporate all those things mm. into the management of depression. And, and the issue of it being hereditary? 
So it can be hereditary. So, so we know that people who are, who are first-degree relatives, um, so parents um, or siblings, um, so someone who has a parent or a sibling um, with, with depression is more likely to get depression. It is not a, a, very, a very high rate of, of transmission. So we know that it's higher rates, but it doesn't mean that it's something that will definitely happen. Mm. Um, so the risk will be, you know, it's not that if I have a child today, I'll have a, that they may be depressed if I'm depressed. Right. But it is a higher risk. Mm. Okay. Let me go to Rock in Pretoria. Rock, good morning. You? Hi, Rock. Hello, morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Mine is really seeking advice. So I've got a cousin, brother. Mm. Um, uh, the man, okay, he's been smoking Daga for as long as I've known him. Mm. Now, uh, at this time, he starts he hallucinating, he's seeing things, and he's becoming dangerous now because he's breaking windows. He's fighting people. He badly injured my dad last week. So I just want to find out because... The area where they are, you, you only have your general practitioner, but it's hard to get the referral letter. So you don't have a psychiatrist or psychologist. So is it possible to take the person like that straight to mental institution or what? What is the, what is the way forward? We just want to find out that. All right. All right, Rock. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for, for calling in with that query, Rock. Let me quickly take Bronwyn in, in Belito. Bronwyn, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning, Doctor. Mm. Uh, I would like to know about, you listed the five different things that are um, that can cause depression, and um, I was wondering, where does postpartum depression fall into those five categories? Um, I, I would possibly think it would be in, in the first category, where it's, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Doctor, mm. it, it's, from um, physiological causes from after having a baby. Um, I know it's also known now as, as perinatal depression because it can occur during pregnancy as well. So I was just wondering, is it? did you not mention it in those, in those five categories because um, it's actually not as prevalent? Or would it, would it fall under that, the first one that you were chatting about? All right. All right, Bronwyn, thanks for that question and for calling in. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm back with Dr. Corsi. I'll also see we've got plenty of voice notes, uh, so we'll try and cover those as, as many of those as possible. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.2 FM in East London. You're live on The Talking Point. I'm still in conversation with Dr. Kama Kosi, who is the head of the Division of General Adult Psychiatry at UCT. And today we're looking at depression. Uh, so, Dr. Kosi, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to Rock and to uh, Bronwyn's questions, and then we'll take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes. All right. Thank you, Kathy. So, just to, to respond to Bronwyn first. So... Um, depression is much, much, it's much more common in, um, in women than in men. So we know that locally and internationally, uh, women are two times more likely to get depressed than men. And if you look at the highest time that a woman, the highest risk period in a woman's life, you know, the, the highest risk period 
is will be during pregnancy and immediately after pregnancy, so that peripartum period. Peripartum depression is not a different kind of depression on its own. Um, it would fall under one of the major depressive disorders, a bipolar disorder, or even a, a depression due to medical um, causes. But we do know that the postpartum period is certainly a high-risk period um, in a woman's life. So that, that, that's, yeah, so that's the answer for Bronwyn. And then for rock, you know, um, dacha, um, cannabis, and, and other substances can make people unwell. So people can be unwell when they are intoxicated. They can be unwell when, the, when they are having a withdrawal. And also the, the substances, the dacha, can cause direct mental health symptoms on its own. So it can cause someone to, to have mania, depression, psychosis. So cannabis, you know, it, from mental health side, it's, it's, we, we, it is a dangerous drug from a mental health side. In terms of community resources, so in the country, um, we have a, a, a district model of care. So what that means is that the first port of entry um, should be to go to your local clinic. Your, you know, it might be called a day hospital. It might be called a community health center. Um, but you need to go to your local clinic. And at your local clinic, um, your, your brother would be assessed by um, a, a nurse a general nurse, and if they need to see a doctor, they'd be assessed by a doctor. And from there onwards, they would start treatment. And if someone would need ongoing treatment or would need to be an inpatient, then the clinic would refer the person on to a general hospital. Mm. So they wouldn't refer you on or them on to a specialist hospital. It would be your general hospital. So general hospitals are able to look after uh, mental health patients and only if someone doesn't get better or is very complex, then you would be referred on to a, a specialist psychiatric hospital. So for you, Rock, my, my suggestion would be that, you know, you go to your local clinic and go with your brother or if your brother is refusing to go, go speak to the mental health, to the, to the regular nurses at the clinic and they will be able to advise you on what to do. All right. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Kosi. I'm going to play a couple of WhatsApp voice notes, so I'll play the voice note, and then you can just respond to what the person is saying after it, okay? Morning, Katie. It's Anonymous in PE. I would like to know what are the signs of uh, of a depression, because uh, sometimes I, I do feel like... Uh, I feel like I could just sit in the in stay in the house and close the door and sleep for the whole day, or sometimes I I feel like I could cry, I could cry and I don't know what's wrong. And you find that I'm I'm just bored. I'm just bored of everyone. I'm just bored of everything. Even the radio. I switch off the radios. Sometimes I feel like I, I like I I could take a knife and just just do something with the knife with the, with my with my veins just to because I want to bleed. I, I just please man I don't know how to put it on a correct way. Please help me man. Mm. Dr. Kosi? Okay. 
So, so anonymous and PE. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to to hear what you're experiencing at the moment, um, and I do think that you know some of of what you're describing could be depression and would need to be looked at. So, with symptoms of depression would be a feeling of joylessness, so not being not enjoying the things that we normally enjoy. Um, also, feeling sadness or depressed mood. And with that, people can feel hopeless. They can feel guilty or, or worthless. Um, people's sleep can change. So some people sleep too much. Some, some people don't get enough sleep. They keep waking up. People's appetites might change. So some people just don't have an appetite and they don't eat and they lose a lot of weight. Other people eat all the time and eat excessively and they gain weight. Um, we know that people will feel um, tired all the time. They will feel run down all the time. Um, people very often think of, of hurting themselves. And this is on a spectrum. So some people may may just think, you know, maybe if God was to take me today, it wouldn't be so bad. Um, other people might actively have a plan to kill themselves, but all of that is it's suicidality, and, it, and it's all a worrying symptom. Other people will be forgetful, you know, they won't be able to focus, they'll be very easily distractible, and and for a lot of people, they find that they, they, they're irritable, they don't want to interact with anyone, they, they're shouting at home all the time, and, you know, the someone's sex drive might get affected. You know, they're not interested in being intimate with their partner. And a lot of people um, present with pain. So a lot of people get headache, muscle tension. Um, so all of those can be symptoms of depression. And if it's happening every day, most of the day, for longer than two weeks, then I, w- I would be concerned. And, and, and ask you to, to go to a mental health professional. Mm, mm. Uh, Dr. Kosi, we've come to the end of our program, but you know, just given the, the, the response that we have to this conversation, I think we'll certainly need to have more of these conversations and perhaps take a deeper look into the different types of depression and really create an understanding within our community uh, of, of, of what it is that people should be looking out for. So thank you so much for taking the time out to be part of this conversation today and for uh, your knowledge and expertise. We really appreciate it. No, thank you for inviting me, Kathy. All right. It's just gone midday. Sakina Kamwendo is up next with the update at noon. Sakina, good afternoon.